It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on Scottish Cup third round day romantic stories potential shocks guaranteed drama up and down the country as the big boys await in the next round the last remaining top flight teams get ready to return to training so will this be the last weekend before Michael Beale is named as Rangers manager and the World Cup is still in full swing with one game ongoing and two more still to come later today I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me in the studio Gordon DL, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans You need a strong constitution To get involved In the romance of the cup Today Gordon DL And Mark Wilson Came in here in a kayak The weather's so bad out there But Big reputations On the line In the cup With Some Smaller teams Looking to make The magical Fourth round draw Where last night They would go to bed Dreaming Of being put up against Celtic or Rangers None more so than East Kilbride Who go to Hamilton Bottom of the championship That's what it's all about today Your reputation's on the line Even though we're watching the World Cup And all the superstars um, Every day of the week It's good to have some domestic football back 18 ties to look forward to today And like you says Some smaller teams in there Looking for a shot at some of the bigger sides in the next round obviously it's Scottish Cup date third round looking forward to it yeah World Cup and Scottish Cup only one week delighted to same glamour yeah exactly and uh, I'm sure I'm looking at some of these games Gordon some good games on show this afternoon Where's the cup shot? Where's the biggest cup shot? That's up to us to pick it out. That is the question. I, I think what's always interesting about the cup, Mark, as well, is it can be a welcome break from the league, apparently, if you're not doing well, that's what they say. But then it can also bring its own pressure. We'll get to it. We'll get to it in more detail. But at a glance, if you're Hamilton Ackies and you're not having a good time in the league, the last thing you need is a cup shock against East Kilbride. At yeah. home And you know you could apply that Really throughout uh, Throughout some of those fixtures There will be some teams That their league campaign's going just fine So if they were to get A disappointing cup defeat Yes it would be frustrating But They would survive it There, there would be no big drama um, But it, it can add that bit of, of Pressure on top Of course I don't think there's any doubt Where The most pressure is today Because I think John Rankin when the draw was made, would have looked at it and thought I could have got a lot easier than East Kilbride. East Kilbride to throw a few quid at it, who bring in a few ex-pros who have came down from full-time football to part-time. It's going to be a difficult day for John Rankin's side. But even when you look across the 18 fixtures we've got today, Gordon, I mean, some of the teams who are investing big money into their sides in the Highland League and the Lowland Leagues looking for a shot at developing, looking for a shot at saying, we can compete if we get out of these leagues, we can compete in the professional leagues. So it's always interesting at this level. Hold on a minute, there's already one game uh, ongoing this afternoon. It's Drumchapel against FC Edinburgh. In the nicest way possible, why are you here? I thought you would have been there with your your kind. In this weather, you kidding me on? The Dazzler is keeping me up to date because he can get the result instantly on his telephone. The Nokia just won't do. (laughs) There must... There must be no boxes Executive boxes you know what I've noticed, you know what I've noticed That's how, why he's here How fickle this guy is This time last year It was all oh, the bankies this And the bankies that <laughs> On the bandwagon of their Scotty He's dropped them like a hot potato Because they're not in it anymore And now he's all about Listen, the drum Against FC Edinburgh I was born in Partick I'm looking out for Partick Thistle result today Against Kelty Hearts at Firhill 
I lived in Drumchapel for 10 years. I told David Templeton on Super Scoreboard last night that I lived in Drumchapel. My wife lived in Drumchapel. We get married in Drumchapel. If Drumchapel don't win today, Templeton has got her to answer to. <laughs> I think that's still goalless at the moment That one from Chapel FC Edinburgh uh, But it should be a fantastic afternoon Yes, we are going to build up to some great Scottish Cup third round ties We'll keep you across them when the action does indeed kick off But it's a Saturday So we'll look back on the week's biggest stories We'll have a bit of fun uh, I'm sure with some various nonsense Because that always happens when this lot are involved on Twitter So get in touch all afternoon That is the beauty of a Saturday We like to keep you involved at Clyde SSB and we will open the phones a bit later on for whatever you have on your mind. Let's go to Hamilton then, without further ado. We've already stolen a bit of your build-up, Andrew McLean. It's also an earlier kick-off uh, than the rest of the games, which is an interesting story in itself. So, Hamilton needs to go right, take it away. Yeah, it is indeed an earlier kick-off. We found out why on Super Scoreboard last night as well. It's because Hamilton and Clyde are ground-sharing this season. They were both drawn at home and they both play their games here today in the third round of the Scottish Cup. So this one's been brought forward by half an hour just to minimise any potential overlap in operations between the two games with Clyde hosting the Barton here at 7.45 tonight. I can't promise I'm going to stay on for that one, I'll be perfectly honest. But a big game for Hamilton boss John Rankin, you'd think as well. Bottom of the championship, just one win in their last 11 league games and be knocked out of the cup to a Lowland League side is the last thing he needs at the moment. And a Lowland League side who fare pretty well in this competition if you look at their history their regulars in the third round they made it to the fourth round twice just before lockdown and many will remember in 2016 when they made it to the fifth round and played Celtic as well they're doing well in the league their tails will be up they'll back themselves and they've got a few former Hamilton players in the squad as well that could add a bit of extra edge to what already is a local derby here in Hamilton uh, as for the team news for Hamilton, Ryan Fulton in goal, the back four, Ellis Brown, Dan O'Reilly, Brian Easton and Matthew Shields. The two holding midfielders, Regan Mimno and Scott Martin, with Dario Zanata, Andy Winter and Lewis Smith in behind Andy Ryan. The substitutes, Smith, Teehee, Owens, McGinn, one for Scythe, Latona, Black and Morgan. As for East Bride, five at the back for them today, Curtis Lyle in goal, the back five, Dylan McDonald, Logan Dunnicky, Stephen Bronsky, Connor Morgan and Kyle Monroe. The three central midfielders, Neil McLaughlin, Gary Miller and Ronan Hughes, Cammy Elliott and Bob McHugh, the strike force for them today. The substitutes, Miller, Taylor, Page, Cole, Hughes, Black, Victoria and Maguire. The referee here today is Grant Irvin. I mean, what's that great fact, Andrew McLean, East Kilbride, the biggest town in Scotland to never have had a top flight football team? Is that right? I'm sure I read that not so long ago. Um, is that the do you think Andrew there's a, a sort of bit of significance attached to this fixture that maybe the people who are involved at East Kilbride and who want to be ambitious look at Hamilton Ackies and think well why not you know why can't we get to, to those heights at some point yeah I think certainly and you know you look at the East Kilbride team as well they've got guys in there that have played at a higher level they've got guys in there that have played first team games for Hamilton and they'll feel that they can come here and they maybe feel as if they've got a point to prove as well because they've been close to getting into the SPFL a couple of times we know how tough it is to get through the, the pyramid system into the, the top four tiers but East Kilbride have shown that ambition they've got players uh, like Gary Miller their captain who's played at the likes of St Johnston and Ross County Kyle Monroe's played first team football here Bob McHugh has played for a good few teams across the SPFL as well so these are players that want to show what they can do against a championship side I and mean, when you look at the form of the two teams Hamilton right at the bottom of the championship and East Kilbride near the top of the Lowland League Gary Miller we spoke to him on uh, Super Scoreboard last night he seemed quietly confident about it and I think 
that'll be the feeling amongst the Holy Scobride team yeah looking forward to that one Gordon Diel you have been in and around East Kilbride at yeah. various and I don't mean like the shopping centre or anything like that yeah, you know <laughs> round the roundabout I meant the, the actual football <laughs> club um, and yes of course the priority remains getting out of that Lowland League which they've come close-ish to doing a couple of times and then you wonder if this is the year um, but what a, what a sign of intent this would be to go just down the road bit of a local derby as Andrew McLean says and get that win they'll fancy it uh, that there's no doubt uh, Gordon I know the people up there they're, they're very ambitious They've been unlucky a few times um, They've got some good players um, Some guys that Andrew quite rightly pointed there That have played at a good level Good experience Along with some young players It's a very well run football club And they deserve to be higher They put a lot of effort, a lot of money into it That'll be a test for Hamilton But I've, I've watched Hamilton against Dare And I know last week up at Dundee They lost as well But I just think that they're a result away from getting a bit of confidence back They've got younger players They've got good experience I think Hamilton will just sneak that today gone, But it'll be a difficult game Yeah I mean flip that on its head then Hugh Maybe this is the kickstart that Hamilton need Yes it's lower league opposition Yes they'd expect to win Yes that brings its own pressure But just go out get back to winning ways Restore a bit of confidence Maybe it can work in a, a positive sense Rather than the gloomy picture that I painted earlier a dull, dark day like today brings out the grim reaper in me. <laughs> I see it as the last thing that John Rankin needs at this time. They've lost 31 goals in that championship. They're rooted to the foot of the table. And the SPFL is all about evolution. And that's why East Kilbride Thistle will be feeling good about themselves today because they have the dream. Oh, no, East Kilbride Thistle. You've just added that that's another team in East Kilbride. Just leave it at East Kilbride. <laughs> East Kilbride have that Without dream. Without the Thistle. Of joining the SPFL one day I mean, We have Bonnie Rig Rose there We have Kelty Hearts there We have teams that we never thought Would be mm. in the league And that's the dream for them Even Drumchapel United one day dream Of having uh, an SPFL club Up the drum as we call it It would be quite something if EK Thistle Were in there I must admit <laughs> They've got a bit to go yet uh, Let's go I'll tell you what then Speaking of you know Recently ambitious clubs Who've started to climb their way up Scottish football's pyramid David Friel Is it a big one today? Partick Thistle against Kelty Hearts David Yeah it's a big one Gordon Kelty are very ambitious Up against a Partick Thistle team Who obviously haven't been in great form But we're looking to get a win today And progress in the cup It's actually the first ever competitive meeting Between these two teams We've played a couple of friendlies But never competitively Problem is Gordon I'm not sure how many Partick Thistle fans Are actually going to be here to see it The Jags Foundation group Are boycotting the match In protest at the PTFC Trust Handling of the fan ownership model All is not well Among the Firhill fans right now They're urging the fans Not to enter the John Lambie stand Or due to protest Outside the stadium at 2.40 And then again during the match So it's a complicated situation. I've been tracking my head around it. It seems like a bit of a civil war. They want fan ownership, but just maybe have suspicions or concerns over how it's been played out. But I think it's fair to say a large section of the Thistle support aren't happy with the way the club has been run. Ian McCall has to concentrate on the football. It's obviously not ideal for him. Again, you know, as I said, you know, it's a really, really k- tricky cup tie against Kelty Hearts here today. This will be in poor form, but the 3-1 over a both last week. 
that kind of stopped her on. I think they'll be looking to building that today. Kelty have won one in the last four. They're currently eighth in League One, but John Potter does have plenty of experience in his squad. And it's about a friend reunited today. There's four ex Patrick Thistle players in his lineup: Tam O'Leary, Joe Cardo, Jamie Bird Jonas, and Callum Higginbottom. All very, very good players. So you can bet the Kelty boys will be fired up today. And I think Thistle could probably do without all the off-field distractions. You spoke about. Ian McCauley's made two changes from that one over our bro Stuart Bannigan and Ross Stockley are back in midfield for Lee Hodson and Aidan Fitzpatrick. So it looks like a 4 3 3 formation. Jimmy Snedden in goals, Jack McMillan, Alan Muirhead, Darren Brownlee, and Harry Millen at the back. Stuart Bannigan, Ross Stockley, and Kel Turner in midfield with Stephen Lawless and Cole McKinnon supporting Brian Graham. Subs for Thistle are Mitchell Dowd, Smith, Hodson, Weston, Akinola, Mullen, Fitzpatrick, and Lyon. As for Kelty, they lost 1 0 to Edge last weekend. John Potter's made three changes. Darren James, the goalkeeper, he's out. Cammy Logan and Jason Thompson as well, with Liam Campbell, Tamawir, and Michael Tidzer back in. So, looks like a 4 4 2 formation. Liam Campbell in goals. Jordan Foster, Tamawir, Lewis Martin, and Reese Peggy at the back. Joe Cardo, Michael Tidzer, Jimmy Burjonis, Darren Lyon in midfield, with Alfredo Aguiman and Callum Higginbottom up front. Subs for Kelty are Jameson Logan Lowe, Austin McNabb, McGill. Cameron Kamga and Doherty and the referee at Farhill is Craig Napier I think there's the danger David that this is a Partick Thistle side who yes got back to winning ways last week but overall would still be considered in poor form we spoke about that pressure like Hamilton Ackes you know what sort of reaction would be there if, if it was to be a cup defeat this afternoon and then on top of that can the players be distracted do you think by Protests and fans watching from the canal side or wherever it is rather than being inside the stadium? Yeah, I certainly think they can be distracted because they're probably where, where the changing rooms are, and I think the fans were going to be out there about 240 just in front of them. I think they'll definitely hear it. And I mean, there's hard, I mean, honestly, there must be a couple of dozen Partick Thistle fans in this ground just now, and I know it's only quarter past two, but you would imagine a few more. So I think they will potentially be distracted, but you're right in what you're saying, you know, 1 1 doesn't change the fact that Thistle had been such a bad run I think it was five defeats in a row um, last week you know it was a good win eventually I think they, at, at times I both gave them a really good game could have scored a goal as well or two so yeah I think Ian McCall judging by the team he's put out is definitely taking this extremely seriously and wants another win you know you look back to that game at Pataudry and the Premier Sports Cup that came at a cost for Aberdeen eh, sorry Patrick Thistle you know Aberdeen won 4-1 and they also lost a few players Thistle so it's pretty damaging the run kind of started from then so I just wondered whether he'd maybe freshen things up today but he's not he's gone really really strong and I think Ian McCall wants you know wants a comprehensive win today yeah looking forward to that one hugely Patrick Thistle against Kelty Hearts and all these Talk so far about young ambitious clubs and trying to climb their way up Roger Hanna you've got one of those bread and butter old fashioned Scottish Cup ties at Dens Park yeah I'm very much looking forward to it Dundee versus Airdrie I phoned Gordon Dale last night Gordon to get my, my stats and all my info in the diamonds he was must have been a short phone call amazing <laughs> Amazingly, these sides haven't met for over 12 years. I couldn't believe it. 2010, they last met. Airdrie won 3 1 at home to Dundee, and they also won on their last trip to Dens Park a couple of months earlier on. But they might have their work cut out today. Dundee set third in the Championship after three straight wins and a seven undefeated in the league. They're just one point behind the leaders, Ed United. Now, as for Airdrie, down in sixth in League One, they're still just two points off the promotion places. Three wins and a draw in their last four games but there's a great contrast between the managers today Gary Boyer in his 50s a veteran of spells at Blackburn Rovers Blackpool Bradford City Salford before he came up the road against Rhys McCabe aged 30 
just his 22nd game as a boss. He was once signed by Mark Wilson for Brecon City and he now occupies the role that Mark held here with the Diamonds. Although, interestingly, Gordon, he doesn't appear to be burdened by a director of football. Um, Dundee 1-0 here. Fraser Wishart saw him beating Hamilton last Saturday. Paul McMullen get a goal. Three changes for Boyer today and two are enforced. Tyler French, the right wing-back, and Zach Robinson, the striker, both injured. Killian Sheridan drops to the bench after returning from a lengthy injury absence last week. We think there's going to be a change of formation as well to a 4-4-2 for Dundee today. So it's Ian Lawler in goal again. Back four, Cammy Kerr, Ryan Sweeney, Lee Ashcroft and Jordan McGee. Midfield, Josh Mulligan comes in, Sean Byrne, Ben Williamson and Max Anderson comes into the team as well. And up top, McMullen, match winner last week will be partnered by Zach Rudden. On the bench, it's Legsdens, Sharp, McCowan, Robertson, Osi, Cameron, Jakubiak, Sheridan and Grayson. Airdrie were also 1-0 home winners last week against Kelty Hearts. Callum Gallagher, not, not that one. He scored the goal. And the only change today sees the inclusion of player-manager McCabe at the expense of 8-goal Lewis Jameson, who's not involved in the matchday squad at all today. So it's Dean Linus in goal. A back forward, Cammy Ballantyne, Craig Watson, Callum Fordyce and Ewan Devaney. A midfield, Justin Devaney. Dean McMaster, Rhys McCabe, Charlie Telfer and Callum Smith. And up top in his own is Callum Gallagher. On the bench, Henderson, Taylor Sinclair and Spalding, Gunn, Watt and Fellows, Kavanagh and McGill. And the referee at Dens Park this afternoon is Lloyd Wilson. Now, like every successful team, every now and then you get struck down by a sickness bug in the camp. We're a couple of games short, I think, this afternoon from what we uh, were hoping to do. But Roger Hanna, there's some brilliant fixtures out there. I wonder uh, what else catches... Uri, because even the the sort of less glamorous names, if you like, there's still some massive gaps in standing within Scottish football. You look at even Cove Rangers just now, you know, in the Championship, taking on Dunny Pace, for instance. You go you go right down them and, and see various examples of Highland League against SPFL opposition, Fraserburgh against their Broth. I mean, quite a few divisions separating those sides as well. Um, there's a lot to look forward to in that card this afternoon. Well, well, there is, and there was a couple that stood out. One you mentioned there, Fraserburgh against Arbroath. I spoke to Dick Campbell uh, last Saturday at Firhill immediately after a 3-0 defeat for Arbroath at Partick Thistle, and he brought up Fraserburgh in the Scottish Cup, a trip away up there. I mean, it comes to something when the people of Arbroath are worried about going to an away game in wild conditions, but the fact that he was bringing it up last Saturday night, I think Arbroath, down near the bottom of the Championship, must be concerned that that could be a banana skin. And, and the other one, David Friel last Saturday, Watch Wraith Rovers lose five at home to Queen's Park. After you've lost five goals at home, the last people you want visiting you are Rock and Lake Talbot, a side who have beaten Air United, they've beaten Hamilton Ackies, they've pushed Hearts really close in the Scottish Cup in recent years. So, so that one at Starks Park this afternoon, I know Daz will have an eye on that, and that could be an interesting one too. Absolutely, and you look at even local Tuz teams that are on very good runs in the league. Morton taking on Queen of the South, um, talking about ambitious clubs at the... Down the pyramid, Darville going to Montrose. There is so much to look forward to. So hopefully we can enjoy a bit of the romance, as they call it. No top flight action uh, today, no league action, in fact. But that doesn't mean we change our habits too much on a Saturday. We will be right back to reflect on the week's biggest talking points. And it appears there's been somewhat of a development in Rangers' managerial hunt as well. Action as it happens. Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson, Gordon DL in the studio We've got the top team out and about Looking forward to some fantastic Scottish Cup third round ties It's already half time in one of them And it's Drumchapel 0, FC Edinburgh 0 
uh, fairly balanced game there In fact there's already one team through Of course Aloha Athletic With a very late penalty To be open goal Broomhill Last night So Aloha already through Now at this stage on a Saturday Whether it's a league Saturday A cup Saturday A World Cup break Saturday We tend to look back On some of the week's biggest talking points And Roger Hanna There has only been one story That's been dominating Glasgow's football scene this week It's Rangers hunt for a new manager And it's uh, this afternoon Looks like Rangers have now made that official approach to QPR uh, To speak to Michael Beale Yes that's an update Yes that's new I'm not sure that's much of a surprise to people Or if that changes a great deal No I mean listen Everyone's known from day one That Michael Beale is the top target for Rangers They were going to try and convince Michael Beale to leave QPR which, which is probably tougher than you would think, you know, he's already knocked back the opportunity to go to Wolves in the English Premier League and at the time spoke about you know the integrity of, of staying with the project at QPR he had bought into it, he wanted players to buy into it and how could he be the first guy to, you know, to, to jump ship at the, the chance of a move, so I don't think it was quite as simple as Michael do you want the job? Yes I want the job, um, there's a lot of things that needed to be ironed out this week who he brings with him, of course, Gordon, because Giovanni van Bronckhorst had five or six of a backroom staff, all of whom will be leaving the club. Um, and as we've said before, there is a large to-do list for the next Rangers manager. And I think Michael Bill would probably want to discuss with the Rangers board where they stand with Ryan Kent's contract, where they stand with Alfredo Morelos' contract, what's happening with the lone players, Malik Tillman, James Sands, people like that. Are they, you know, is, will Michael Bill still have a say on whether they stay long-term or don't? Um, so, you know, we're very impatient in the media. We're, we are guilty of it. We want everything done within 24 hours. But I think it's probably understandable that due diligence was done not only by Rangers, but by Michael Beale as well. Yeah, I mean, it's funny you say that because time just moves so quickly in football, doesn't it? And I always wonder what it'd be like to time travel. So let me take you all back to exactly seven days ago on this show. I do believe Giovanni Van Bronckhorst still has backers within the Ibrox boardroom. I thought, well, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst is staying as Rangers manager. That was my, my kind of sense. For me, he will be in charge when Rangers play Hibs on December the 15th. I don't think they'll make any, any change and I've got no, no problem with that. And I, I think he's, he's safer now. I'm you convinced he's got to stay now. Right, I Mark. think they're going to go with him. Yeah, but I'm but surprised. Because of this week. Because rather, of this okay. week, yeah. Clearly, Rangers' strategy is let's hope that Rangers beat Hibs and Celtic drop points at uh, Pataudry. <laughs> ah, the top team, eh? There you Does go. It, doesn't it look good for us, that, does it? <laughs> well, I mean, I moved from one mistake to another with no loss of a See, at least you're consistent on that, but Roger Hanna, David Friel, you've all been hanging around with Hugh Keevans too long. Whoa, 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 whoa. I said, if you listen, play it back. I said he still had backers on the board. He did, he just didn't have enough of them, oh, God. Right, got you. <laughs> David Friel, that's a flimsy defence. Can you offer any? I'll just file this under shock U-turn Gordon by Rangers but I think the time for pretense is now over I mean, all this running around asking QPR for permission I mean QPR Les Ferdinand knew the game was up the minute Rangers were interested in Michael Beale Michael Beale I am absolutely certain was convinced he was going to Rangers and that you know, the time for pretense is over. He'll be there on Monday morning when the players get into Ibrooks for training, and that is a good thing for the players because if players come back after the the break they've had to find that no one is there, then I don't think that's good for their morale and their mindset. Uh, so he'll be there on Monday. Stand on me, 
Well, I don't think we can after last week, but certainly Roger Hanna does this have an air of inevitability about it. I'm not for a second suggesting the Rangers board aren't interviewing other people, aren't looking around at options, but they're managing to keep it incredibly quiet and all the talks about Michael Beelan, it just seems tough to see this end, end any other way, doesn't it? Yeah, and listen, we're all a little bit cynical on this show. When a <laughs> request goes in to another club for permission to speak to their manager that usually means that the deal's already been done with the manager's agent he knows exactly what he's getting and when he's starting and what's happening and the, the official you know, permission to speak to the man himself is the sort of last thing that's done so I would think this would move quickly now I think QPR will give permission to speak to Michael Beale and I think he will be in Glasgow very very soon Yeah I agree with Roger um, I think we're all safe in this one Gordon I think that there was only one candidate. We bummed it up all week about, is he the right fit? We've had a mixed bag with yeah. the Rangers supporters, let's be honest about it. There are a big percentage out there, you know, delighted to see him back. All these good things about coaching and getting the best out of the players and working with players that he knows from his time with Steven Gerrard. And then you've got the doubters looking at, well, he's jumping ship QPR, he's a bad run, what was it, one point out, 15 or whatever it may be. Uh, he's not been a manager that long. Bit of negativity. I think it's same mm. things ahead for Rangers. It's uh, toss a coin for me. The, I've got to be honest. Biggest, we are sitting the fence with the this biggest one. conundrum for me is, is that we all know he's a terrific coach. The places he's worked, the people he's worked with, and that we had an eyewitness account last night on Super Scoreboard from Cami Bell talking about going to a Rangers training session when Stephen Gerrard was there, and everything, everything was done by Michael Beale. What we have to find out is Can a great coach be a great manager? Because it's a different mm -hmm. job It's a different skill set He's had 21 games as a manager At QPR He's only won 9 of them uh, So we have to find out if the great coach Can man manage a, things a going point, on in the club Because with QPR when he took the job he, he's, he's continued to say it was a project And he had this grand plan for it And, and building things up Everybody knows when you come to Rangers, you can't come out with statements like this is a project and it'll take mm. time because it just won't wash with probably, the Rangers well, fans. It probably could have when he arrived first time. Yes. Because they were miles yeah. off Celtic and you know had distance to make up and but, in fact had distance to make up on Aberdeen first of all. Yeah, but he's taken this on a team now, now yeah. who were in the Europa League final and uh, that sticks in the memory, quite right, of Rangers fans and they demand success there will be no this is a project that may take a year to get mm. right because by that time Celtic are far in the distance so Hugh's right a great coach doesn't necessarily mean he'll be a great manager the team that he brings in round about him is going to be so important as you've well you've got three players for example Alan McGregor 40 years old Stephen Davis 37 years old Scott Arfield 34 years old what are you going to do with them? short term and then you've got the famous Alfredo Morelos Ryan Kent double act uh, both used to be good players both have turned into not so useful players what are you going to do with them with their contract expiring uh, all of these things the good coach is going to have to work out how to be a good man manager now Roger Hannad is it important symbolically that he's there for the Rangers he or whoever it is is there for the Rangers players returning to training on Monday yeah, I think it is, Gordon. I think the players would expect that. They've had a couple of weeks off. Um, they will be hurting because, you know, they will feel 
partly responsible for the demise of Giovanni van Bronckhorst and his backroom team. Um, my understanding is that you know, a lot of the players have stayed close to Michael Beale since he left the club a year ago. Um, I think it would be naive to think they weren't expecting Michael Beale to come back to the club. So I would imagine if he's there to welcome them through the gates at Auchenhowie on Monday, that would give them a lift again. But it's up to them, as we've we've said for weeks and weeks and weeks in this show. Rangers, as a squad of footballers, are dramatically underachieving this season, Gordon. Giovanni van Bronckhorst couldn't get a tune out of them this season at all. Maybe other than a couple of games against PSV Eindhoven, or you know, one in Eindhoven and one at home to the Belgians, Gilois, in the previous round. Other than that, they have been ordinary at best. So whoever comes in now needs to get a tune out of them, otherwise this season will just peter out for Rangers. Uh, I mean, what does that mean, Roger Hanna? An announcement later today, perhaps? Or would you expect it to rumble on just that little bit further? Um, you know something, I honestly don't know whether it'll be, there'll be one later today or not. Uh, I certainly think there will be one in the next 48 hours, confirming that Michael Beale is the new manager. But... Strange things happen in Scottish football, Gordon. You always get, leave us with a little bit of wriggle room in moments like this. This is the panto season. You have to pretend that, that you just thought of the idea of approaching QPR today. Well, this is this is the thing, Hugh. Sorry just to interrupt, because on that, it, it certainly it also seemed, I'm, I am personally of the belief, and someone can correct me if I'm wrong, the Rangers have spoken to Michael Beale already. So I don't, I don't yeah. really know how this stuff works then, that you... Now it's a big drama that there's an official yeah. approach being made to the club if you've already spoken to Michael Beale anyway. Yeah, you, you have to go through the panto. You have to say, we have approached QPR, and then you have to pretend that you've never spoken to Michael Beale before. Uh, therefore, you've got to make it look good. You can't do it today because then you're giving away the, the panto script. Uh, so, tomorrow. There'll be an announcement tomorrow. Um, I mean, David Friel... Like we said earlier, boards will certainly always say that they've looked at options. I assume most times they actually do do that anyway, and that they're not just saying it. It would be interesting to to know if we ever will. Even even some of the Rangers fans would maybe like to hear some other names, just out of curiosity and just to know uh, that other options were looked at. Yeah, hundred percent. I think I think every sporting director in Ross Wilson I think when Giovanni Van Bronckers got the job said that they'd already done their due diligence on a number of candidates and they always had to be prepared in case Stephen Gerrard left I'm sure they were preparing um, for Giovanni Van Bronckers certainly potentially being sacked so yeah I'm sure there was other candidates you know you look at the Bodo Glimt manager there was kind of reports coming out of Brazil this morning that the Botafogo manager was under consideration and stuff like that and I'm sure there were names on the list but for me Rangers have had tunnel vision from day one it's been all about Michael Beale and it's been to get to this stage as you said where they can actually go to QPR safe in the knowledge that Michael Beale is about to say yes and say we'd like to speak to our manager please and we'll be taking him and I think you know just as Roger said I think Michael Beale will be Rangers manager in the next 48 hours there's also a very not, not so insignificant detail but there's a 1.5 million pound clause in his contract which says that's what Rangers will have to pay to get him from QPR so unless they've got some fancy dancing in mind to get around that one it'll be 1.5 million up here tomorrow and at work Monday morning do you and again I appreciate I'm asking a bit of guesswork from you Roger Hanna which you will all be reluctant to do given how bad your guesswork was last weekend I do appreciate that but um, is it more likely for you that Michael Beale's desire to be Rangers manager is is not going to be the sticking point here. It might just be finer details uh, surrounding 
who joins him on his coaching staff or, or, or any other details that might be included? I tend to think it, it probably all of the groundwork, 99% of the groundwork has been done already. All that, all of that will have been agreed. You find now there are very few managers, and I think Ange Postecoglou is one of the few who move clubs and don't really take at least one or two members of staff with them. I know he's appointed Harry Kuehl since then, but you know when he came to the club he inherited the Celtic staff that doesn't really happen too often look at when Steven Gerrard and Michael Beale left a year ago everybody went with them Giovanni Van Bronckhorst brought all of his team in with him now they've all gone out the building Gordon so Michael Beale will probably have a bit of scope to, to rebuild a Rangers backroom team it'll be interesting to see who he does bring in there's been a lot of chat about a Scottish assistant manager maybe someone with a Rangers background and, and there might be someone in the setup. but you know Michael Beale's got guys he's worked with in the past as well he might well want at his side coming up to help him because this is a monumental job as you touched upon being a very good highly rated coach is one thing being manager of Rangers is another thing you said 21 games in his career I think he's only won 9 games there is there's an element of risk in every managerial appointment of course there is I think there's an element of risk in this one I mean David Friel such a fascinating comparison as we get tempted into doing with lots of things in Glasgow Ange Postacoglu does sort of buck the trend came in didn't bring anyone and just sort of got on with it but if we are to spend hours upon hours on this show and various column inches in your newspapers talking about how the reason Michael Beale is such a good candidate for this job for some people is because of the integral role he played under Steven Gerrard then I assume it won't be lost on Michael Beale that the structure of his backroom staff needs to be right yeah, it has to be spot on, and, and this is the thing, and just to touch on what everybody says so far, everybody you speak to in football, Goldman, tells you Michael Beale is one of the best coaches around, you know, I've, I've spoken to people who have been in coaching courses when he's done presentations, and he's saying he's blown everyone away, but when you're the Rangers manager, not the first team coach, you have so much more in your plate, you have to deal with transfers, you have to deal with players' problems, you're, you're dealing with everything, and that's why I think this is a big risk for Rangers as well, because if Michael Beale a top class coach how does that then translate into management when he's making all the decisions when he's facing the pressure the scrutiny everything else I don't know if 21 games in the championship for QPR is enough to prepare you for Rangers I don't know if 10 years in the championship for QPR would be enough to prepare you for Rangers but I think it's a huge huge risk but he has to get his coaching staff absolutely spot on because he won't have as much time to devote to training plans sessions all that sort of stuff because he'll have a million other things in his entry Yes, absolutely. Well worth considering, and you never know. Just maybe we'll get some sort of announcement before we go off here tonight at six o'clock. You never know, but it might be over the weekend. We will find out. We've got some fantastic Scottish Cup ties to look forward to, and we will go back around the grounds next. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. I've got good news for you Hugh Keevens It's the update that everyone's been waiting on Not a managerial announcement It's a goal for the drum They're 1-0 up against FC Edinburgh You see? It's went to VAR though Hugh. Mm. David Templeton The only man to have scored a goal against Liverpool at Anfield And played for Drumchapel I warned him last night He will have Lady Keevens to answer to if Drumchapel don't win so It's inspired them It was a goal mouth scramble Doherty puts the drum ahead After McKenzie's effort was deflected It's scrambled over the line The players all run off And slide towards the corner flag In celebration Some youngsters behind the goal Waving their flags And joy 
And uh, the FC Edinburgh players don't quite know what's hit them <laughs> you, by you the looks of it. You described that in sync with what's happening on the TV behind you just now. So I did. Exactly. Saudi Arabia nil. Well, I was looking down. I yeah. was looking at my computer screen, so I, I, I'd like to say I meant it. Lewandowski with the drum. That's right. I, it was the exact same. Slid into the corner. Yeah. Kids <laughs> behind the goal. Well, with, with no disrespect to the fine people of Mary Hill, the surroundings look a bit different yeah. from the footage that I've just watched. Um, well, I've just listened to David Friel at Firhill and the wind is howling. But Poland are now 2-0 up in Saudi Arabia. Lewandowski gets his goal, I think, was it? After yeah. missing Bad. a penalty the other night and it's horrendous Bad. defending from Saudi Arabia, which is a shame because they've been excellent in the second half. I can't actually believe they're trailing Gordon. Yeah. But the ball... Picture the scene It gets rolled along The 18 yard box To the centre back He tries to let it Come across his body, body But he forgets To actually control the ball And Lewandowski Just nips it off him And dispatches Yeah yeah. The minute he gets the ball I looked at Mark 2-0 You're always confident World class striker But you're right Mind That you, was a terrible mistake He missed a penalty In the last game He did He's making up for it And in fact Saudi Arabia have missed a penalty In this game as well It's been a decent game You have to say But we've got Scottish Cup on our minds Let's go back to Partick Thistle Against Kelty Hearts David Friel Any signs yet Of that Sort of protest Or fans gathering outside What can you tell us Yeah I mean The, the, the main stand Where the Sort of press box is, is starting to fill up But the John Lambie Stand behind the goal Where The kind of protest The, the people protesting Normally stand is, is very sparse Gordon I don't know Maybe 30 people on it just now um, there are some fans, so we'll see. I think I think they were moving along at about 2.40, as I was saying, just outside the front, and then I think they're going back to the canal to protest during the game. So, as I said, not ideal. Obviously, there are kind of real problems within the, the Thistle support in terms of the ownership as well. I think Jerry Britton, the chief executive, is, is trying to sort of, kind of act as a mediator here, but I don't know how it will all play out, because I think Jackie Lowe, the ex-chairperson, she's still involved as well, and you know, I think there's a lot tiring out before the majority of Thistle fans are going to be happy here. On a purely footballing sense, Ian McCall could be understatement coming here, could be doing without any sort of shock, any sort of drama that his team would be on the receiving on today, receiving end of today, sorry David. Yeah, exactly, and that's what I'm saying, I think you can tell that by his team, as I said earlier, he's gone pretty much as strong as he possibly can. Um, promotion's the, the priority of a party at this, so I think Ian McCall's been pretty open about that. Um, I mean, speaking a couple of weeks ago, and I think Falkirk could beaten Partick in the SPFL Trust Trophy, and someone said he disappointed. And he said, "To be honest with you, no, because he didn't really want the extra games. It's all about promotion." But yeah, given given the results in recent weeks and the pressure he's been under, and he has been under pressure. Also, been callers in the show and, and everything, asking for change potentially. So he knows he has to to win this today against a team who they should be beating on paper. But as I spoke about earlier, you just look at that that Kelty Hearts team and the experienced ex-Fissel boys guys like Michael Tidza Michael Tidza for me should be playing in the championship at the very least so I think this will be a tough game for Thistle today Yeah what about Dens Park then Dundee against Airdrie at Roger Hanna I don't know where where would this rank on the shockometer I mean, it's clearly different divisions but would it be that big a deal if Airdrie went and managed to get the victory no, possibly not, because I think Gary Boyer probably falls into the same camp as Ian McCall. I don't think he'll be too bothered about Scottish Cup progress this season. It's all about taking Dundee back in to the Premiership at the, at the first attempt. I can assure you, Gordon, that Rangers might not have a manager, but there still are football operations going on because Rangers and Dundee legend John Brown is sitting in front of me. He's wrestled my team sheet off me just to confirm that young Ben Williamson on loan from Rangers to Dundee does start this afternoon, and indeed he does. So he's quite happy at that knowledge. I've, I've won the 
fight. I've got the team sheet back, and he passes on his best to Hugh and everyone in the studio. Uh, but this, I don't think Dundee will be too bothered about this today. They'd like to get through to the draw on Monday night, but the priority up here is to get back into the Premier League. They've kept a lot of players that were relegated last season. You know, the likes of Jordan McGee, Cammy Kerr, Paul McMullen, Sean Byrne, they're all still here. And I think that decision was taken with a view to, to bouncing straight back to doing what Kilmarnock did 12 months in front of him go down go straight back up and then rebuild again so they'll want to win today I don't think they would think it was a crisis if they were eliminated Right come on then where are we getting your shock today Roger Hanna I've, I've let you all dance around it long enough we're 9 minutes away from kickoff. where's it going to be? Um, uh, you know something I think Andrew McLean might see it in early kickoff. Hamilton against East Cobride now that would be a big one That absolutely would be Anything tickling your fancy David Friel I think he's Kilbride as well And I don't know if that should be classed as a shock But I'm wondering where Kelly Hearts will get a wee result today OK Anything for you three duds in the studio Well clubs with internal strife Like Partick Thistle Rarely prosper That's why it was such a relief for everyone When that 3-0 uh, win against Abroath Came along last weekend And now today it's protests outside the ground sack the board chanting uh, so I, I do think they had better be careful and I do think that John Rankin had better be careful as well but I don't think there is a shock I think that Hamilton oh, Hamilton on. will survive by the skin of their teeth mm. and likewise Partick Thistle and the shock's already happening yeah. Drumchapel yeah. against Edinburgh well, just of course now. that's true but I am going to go for University of Stirling to beat Albion Rovers Ah see Mark's mm. all about the academics yeah. He thinks it's about time yeah. a, a uni team made they it to the, work the look, at, look, about, look about and remember where you were When I, I pronounced my shock Socky Juniors to beat Linlithgow Rose Away from home Is that that much of a shock? Massive I mean two, two, <laughs> two teams neither, neither of which are in the SPFL <laughs> Can I hear Hannah laughing? Uh, Roger Hannah I think Were you about to give us some more in, insight? No, I was just laughing at Dad's. What on earth does Gordon Dale know about Linlithgow Rose or Socky Juniors? I've been to Linlithgow Rose with my team. I know it's a very difficult away ground, but Socky are a very good side, good football inside. Roger, give the bomber my very best regards back again. What a man. Oh, yes, he's sitting in front of me. He's got his baseball cap on at a jaunty angle. I think he likes coming back up to the end. He's, he's treated the same way that Gordon Dale is treated when he goes to Starts Park. He's treated like a lord. Everyone's up shaking him by the hand, welcoming him back. That's because they're terrified of him. Would you like That's to maybe meet it. him? Would you like to meet him in a dark night? Here's one for you. None of you have mentioned. Mm. Just purely on the logistics of it all. Falkirk going to Wick Academy, oh. the most northerly team in the Scottish Cup, no the chance. furthest you can possibly go. Yeah. It's a five hour drive there, it's a five hour drive back. I took part in the Scottish Cup draw. I had barely got the last ball out. Uh, and um, yeah. Yeah. Stephen McGinn, oh, <laughs> friend of the show and uh, Falkirk player, text straight Four away hands. to say nightmare. Absolute oh, nightmare. Yeah. Wick Academy, Hugh. Well, I mean, there's a, there's a time difference. They've got a different currency. Uh, they launch Channel 5 next week, though. And Falkirk, Falkirk last uh, Saturday, 3 3 draw with Jim Duffy's Clyde. Uh, they blow hot and cold But uh, I like them again family So I hope that Stephen is successful 
I did look at that one, but I don't know a lot about Wick. I've not been there. Oh, so. you just you more of a socky. I'm more expert, a socky expert. Yeah, if anybody <laughs> wants to know, phone in 0141 959. You do know they're in the same division and they're separated by two places. Are they? Your next question is which division? Yeah, what division? <laughs> East of Scotland League. <laughs> oh. oh, I'm thinking of Linlithgow Rose. I've got the wrong Rose. What? What is he talking what, about? What Rose? Rose? I'm now very confused. Right, what's going on here? I'm I'm thinking of the wrong team. But I'm You're thinking of Bonnie Rig Rose. I'm thinking of Bonnie Rig Rose. Got your Sorry. Yeah, up. I got my roses. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's not the first time that's happened. Anyway, anyway, it's still a shock because they're away from home. Socky is a shock of the day. Well, I'll tell you what, Andrew McLean, he's already watching that game that many of you are predicting that there's the shock. It's goalless so far between Hamilton and East Kilbride. He's gone for Pollock to shock air on Monday night. Now that Ooh, would be quite something. Not um, a chance. Guys, we could be we could be on the brink of it anyway, Hugh, and it's your team because Durham Chapel, west of Scotland. League so yeah. below the, the Lowland League for instance yeah. and they currently lead FC Edinburgh with about 25 minutes to go well that would easily qualify as the shock of Absolutely. the day uh, easily and as I said earlier on everyone went to bed last night dreaming of the fourth round draw and when it comes out Drumchapel United will play Celtic I mean, can you imagine? I think they'll get you to present the match mm. ball onto the pitch. You would certainly happens. be down in that game, Hugh. Eh? Oh, that, yeah, the the weather wouldn't stop you then. I'd be the club mascot. Anyway, <laughs> big games coming up at three o'clock. We're looking forward to them. We'll do a first half teaser and your usual Saturday afternoon entertainment slash nonsense, whichever way you look at it, coming up next. The winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson, Gordon Diel are here We've got the top team out and about Because it's Scottish Cup Day I always really look forward to this Because this is like your last one Hugh Keevans there's a, there's a level of drama There's a level of prestige there already I mean if you are East Kilbride And you're, you're going to Hamilton uh, Or you know you mentioned Teams like Partick There are big teams in this But the real big boys The Premiership clubs Await for the winners of today And that's when the, the romance of the Cup Really does kick in I mean, Drumchapel are still one up. There can only be, what, 10 minutes maybe left to play. So everyone in Drumchapel, I mean, it's a place where everyone supports Celtic or Rangers. But the idea of calling them Drumchapel United is to bring everyone there together in support of the local team as well. Give them a place in your heart. And if they get to the fourth round draw... Mm. Everyone will be on their ear waiting for that. I mean, I've been sent a picture of a a female spectator at the game drinking a pint of beer. I have no yeah. idea. I can't even remember if if that's allowed. I would uh, is that allowed at the, the sort of junior grounds at right and right at the, the game? Probably not. Where's she got that from? Listen, that's the romance of the cup. If it's, <laughs> that's what they mean. Hey, when they talk about romance of the cup, that's what they mean. Chapel? Yeah, well, it's, it's in Mary Hill, remember. But. I know, but it's compulsory to drink a pint in Drumchapel. Uh, they, are, they are still one up. In that other game that we were discussing, Partick Thistle, yes, they are trying to progress in the cup and avoid the upset, but they've also got some fan issues going on. And the stand behind the goals is extremely empty. I would say about 50 fans in it. I've not time to count them, but David Friel sent me a picture. And not too many at all So those fans making their feelings known On what's going on at the club at the moment And if you are one of them 
Partick Thistle fans Maybe you could give us a call On the open line a bit later Bring us up to speed on How you're feeling What's going on at your club How you see all this playing out Of course there is a football match today That you can react to But if you'd rather talk about Some of the off-field things Then you are more than welcome The open line will be here At five o'clock So we are a bit spread out In terms of kick-off times I did say the first team through last night Were Alawa Athletic They were pegged back by a Kirk Broadfoot goal for open goal Broomhill It looked like it might be heading the distance And then a very late penalty for Alloa Means that they are the first team through The next team through will either be Drumchapel or Edinburgh They kicked off at half one Drumchapel in the driving seat And Hamilton East Kilbride uh, was a half two kickoff. So again we're a bit ahead on that one It's a big cup fever in mm. Hamilton There was flares being let off Everything. at kickoff. Said Andrew McLean And it was a, a fairly even game uh, last time he updated things Kind of half chances um, At either end There are a couple of League 2 matches today By the way um, Just in case you are interested But no early Scottish Cup goals Which means We might as well Hugh yeah. We might as well do it nice and early Give the people some thinking time The first half teaser With the scottishsun.co.uk Slash football For the best football news and opinion online Can you name the last seven Scotsmen who have permanently managed a team in the English Premier League and have also only managed... Oh God, sorry, I shouldn't interrupt the question, but Gordon Dale is nodding as if that's the question. <laughs> seven men who've managed the English Premier League. He just, shoot, he, just he tutted and nodded his head as if that's a piece of cake. Well, oh, sorry, sorry. Carry on. Continue, Mr. King. If, if you can't... The same wish Bonnie Ray Rose from right, Lithgow Rose. What chance have you got? <laughs> I'll start again. Mm. Name the last seven Scotsmen who have permanently managed a team in the English Premier League and have also only managed non old firm teams in Scotland at any point in their career. Now, for example, Alec McLeish does not count. He managed Aston Villa and Birmingham City. That's true. <laughs> he also managed. Hibbs yeah. and Motherwell, but he was Rangers manager, so that, that discounts yeah. Alex. So yeah. the last seven Scots who have permanently managed a team in the English Premier League and have also only managed non-old firm teams in Scotland at any point in their career. Yes, get them in, please. Looking forward to the answers to that one. At Clyde SSB, it is a race. Let's see how quickly you can do it. Can you beat everyone else to the punchline? So at Clyde SSB. SB. He's got the question now, he's flying. No, he's uh-huh. not. Yeah, we are. I just saw one that he mouthed to you and it was wrong, so. <laughs> no, that's not, that's not <laughs> that wrong. Is wrong. Shout out there. That is wrong. That is wrong. It's very wrong. How's it wrong? Because listen to the full clue at Hugh. Give it seven, a seven, where is, where is he? seven Scotsmen who have permanently managed a team in the English Premier League. Yeah. And have also only managed non old firm teams in Scotland at any point in their career. Who's he managed in Scotland? One of the ones that you mouth to Mark Wilson is wrong, okay? Oh. That's all I'm oh, telling oh, you. Oh, okay. oh. It's oh. wrong. No, it's not. Do you want a bet? Well, uh, the man next to me has just agreed. Don't. I couldn't care less what you two think. Well, it's wrong. Hold on a minute here. Since when were why you two the authority? Why don't you shout out and we'll let the listeners... Get this one here, from. No, oh. it's not. Owen Coyle? No. Well, that was the one I said was wrong. No, we were discussing another one. Is Owen Coyle wrong, is it? It's wrong. You know, it's funny you've got that in your list as well, don't you? Well, Mark's got that, I didn't have that. 
Is that wrong? And straight away, we'll do a wrong one for <laughs> Is you. Is that wrong? The way. He's got one cap for the Republic of Ireland. Yeah, so, so there we go. In football terms, in football terms, Oni Coyle may be born in the Gorbals, yeah. he's but he for played the of for the Republic Ireland. of Ireland. Yeah. Oh, right. Listen, try yeah, listening. Sure. You've but, got a, but that one's good. Yeah. But anyway, a football nationality and a conventional nationality. Anyway, at Clyde SSB, right, let's see who can get all of the answers in the quickest time. Send them over. Seven Scotsmen, football nationality, uh, who've permanently managed in the English Premier League. And they've only managed non-old firm teams in Scotland. So get Speaking them in, please. Of Owen Coyle. I mean, that, what about that one? Peter Head against Queen's Park. Long way to go. Yeah. Peter Head had a, a fairly difficult league season. Queen's Park doing fairly well. Separated now by a division as well. So you would expect, albeit on the road, uh, Queen's Park to maybe come back from that one. Yep. Where is the fourth round the, draw? The draw that I'm not sure. Of. Must be maybe Monday, Monday after yeah, the game. After the yeah, game. Monday yeah. after the game. I would have thought. You know, so. I can't see there being a shock at that game. Pollock and Air. Air. Air are flying, flying at the minute. Yeah, you know it's different when you get a team who are maybe struggling and can't put a couple of wins together. But Air are the opposite. They'll be full of confidence. I think that will be one that they look at and go, Ooh. Yeah, that's good that we've got that one. In one of our big, 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 big cup games this afternoon, we've got one of these. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. I tell a lie. We've got two of these. It is 1 0 to Hamilton Ackies. So, mm. for anyone who is eyeing up a shock, there's going to need to be a turnaround there because Andy Ryan has fired high into the net to make it Hamilton Ackies 1 East Kilbride 0 as we approach half time. And in the other game, we're featuring 1 0 to Partick Thistle. As well, Brian Graham with the goal. So two teams that possibly needed an early goal, Hugh, needed something to settle the nerves. They've both got it, particularly Hamilton Ackies. Uh, John Rankin will be delighted, um, as will uh, Ian McCall at Partick Thistle. The return of Brian Graham last week meant everything. He, he was out injured, came back last week, and Thistle immediately responded, winning 3-0. For John Rankin, he's not daft. He knows that everyone's looking at his game and thinking that he might fall. So that would be a tremendous relief, but long way to go yet. Yeah, did any of you have this as your shock? Shocky. Oh. Hill of Beef Hawthorne, one, oh, Elgin City, nil. Certainly not. That Certainly would, that would not. count. Hill that would have to count. Beef Hawthorne. Yeah. Never heard of them, East yeah. of Scotland League as well. I'll, I'll tell you what. If you should have, if you know your um, socking, you know your left goes. I'm not 100% sure if this is still the case But they were managed by someone Who was maybe a former teammate of yours Teammate of mine I, yeah. Up that way I would probably say The boy who played in the right wing um, Can't remember his name <laughs> Some team Is he a winger? Uh, midfield Yeah, yeah Kind of midfield type From what I can remember I played with that many Jason Dare no, he's not the manager of Hilly Beef Hawthorne, is he? Yeah, I think he is, yeah. Or he certainly was until well, very recently. Well, is that up near Kinross in that, where that is? Is that, is that Hilly Beef Hawthorne up round about that area? In the yeah, map? Yeah, yeah. Google Cowden, map. Beef area, yeah. Well, you know what they say. Oh, like Hill of Beef. Jason. Well, good on <laughs> Jason. Because <laughs> he, he loves it. No, it was Jason that obviously <laughs> had the shot that I scored in the cup final with. Oh, what a way to make Hill of Beef Hawthorne all about him. Absolutely. Shameless. Go on, dear boy. It certainly was recently, right now. Well, if it's if that's changed, well, then you know I'm what they say about Jason Dare. 
Who dares Here's wins? wins? That's it. Yeah. Good good for him. Mm. I'm delighted. I just decided, funny how this is what I do actually love about Saturday afternoons. You go down these rabbit holes. I just decided to Google Jason Dare there just to see what else I could pick up. And apparently he's the nephew of Jim Baxter. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Didn't know that. Of course. Did you not know that? I, I didn't know. Jim Baxter was from Hillabeath, wasn't he? Yeah. And there's yeah. a statue there of him. And do you know where the statue is placed? No. Right, right in Jason I, Dare's garden. Top of no, the hill. No, no, no. No. A, outside Scott Brown's house. Oh, <laughs> I was unlucky. I went Jason Dare's garden. He, uh, Bruni was from Hillabeath, and Jim Baxter's statue was outside his house. There you go. That's some knowledge for you, isn't it? I that, tell you what, that's a, that I don't is know when it comes in. That's worth the pedal money. The day, that's that's worth the pedal money. Things I never thought we would discuss in today's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. That's the beauty of it. If people ask, you know, how do you find this? It's great because you just never know what to expect. Yeah. You never know what's going to come up <sighs> next. Uh, what we do know is that Poland have beaten Saudi Arabia by two goals to nil at the World Cup. Mark Wilson, feel a, a little game. bit in terms of. The footballing performance Saudi Arabia probably worth something but end up getting yeah. sucker punched. Yep, I think they look a good side. I know everyone that was one of the biggest shocks ever in the World Cup when they beat Argentina but they showed today that they can actually play. Missed numerous chances uh, and Poland just clinical at the other side. But it, you read the story that apparently Saudi Arabia players are all getting their Rolls Royce for... Well, that will inspire you. ...beating Argentina. That's, that's so if I, if I played <sighs> If I played for Saudi Arabia they need to give me a train. Well, because they can give you a chauffeur. Maybe, maybe the chauffeur's cheaper oh, than a full train. Yeah. You're a good lady. You, yeah. You're already gave up your car for a train, and your good lady sitting listening. Of course, there, uh, there was a result earlier on. The team with the most obvious links to the SPFL is Australia. We've even got some Scottish-born players in there. They beat Tunisia by a goal to nil. Speaking of the Scottish-born ones, Harry Souter came out reviews. Celtic Gordon. fans might have been very encouraged by Aaron Moy's performance as well. Yep. 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 What there a turnaround in his career. I mean, he's going nowhere, Aaron Moy. Now he's in the Celtic side and at the World Cup. Do you know what I noticed today about him, Hugh? Uh, obviously... Lack of games when he came in at Celtic, we all commented on he had to go up to speed. He he was absolutely brilliant today, along with Suter. I thought Suter at centre back today seems to be a set piece specialist as well for Australia. Moy team, everything you very rarely gets the the chance at Celtic, but Daz is right. Suter was incredible. Some of his last ditch tackles, the one at the end of the game, was phenomenal. Delighted for the big man. Are you enjoying the World Cup? Oh, I'm back The Brazilians because have brought you, me back I don't know if you knew this You Gordon laid down an ultimatum oh. To the footballing world on Thursday night uh-huh. It was nil-nil Brazil-Serbia at half time And he said that if Brazil did not get their fingers out In the mm. second half He was boycotting the rest of the World Cup That All was right. it He was done If Brazil didn't entertain him Apparently Richarlison took that personally Produced that wonderful up, goal. His goal of the tournament so far So far Would we yeah. say yeah, um, Gabby, yeah. Gabby for Spain. Uh, that was nice. I liked that as yeah. well. I liked the Saudi Arabia um, one against Argentina. So you're back. I liked the Australian one today with a touch. I thought it was brilliant. So yeah, oh, the Brazilians have brought me back. There have been some dull games as well. Terrible. Though. I'll tell you what I enjoyed. I enjoyed the Wales and Iran game. Uh, bad result for Wales, obviously, but I thought it was an entertaining game of football. England game was poor Really really no, poor I, I noticed Because um, I was checking the scores When I was out and about yesterday Did Iran score in the 98th And 101st yeah. minute? No, there was 9 minutes added on And no, they, they scored, scored in the 98th <laughs> And then I switched it off When they scored in the 98th Didn't even know it went to 2-0 
but incredible. I mean, Wales. I've got a soft spot for Wales because I, I right. lived there. Well, I lived there. For a bit, and I've got Welsh friends. I was friends. in the bad longer than you lived in Wales. <laughs> but, but, do, you know, do you know what I was thinking? Because part, part of that is obviously there has been a lot more added time at this World Cup because they are you know, stopping the ball, uh, stopping the clock for any major stoppages and like substitutions and goals. And I think VAR calculates how much time needs added on for that sort of thing as well. And it's leading to 8 and 9 and 10 and 12 uh, minutes added time. Is that is that going to happen? Is that is that the way forward? Is that something that will come into our game? Uh, I, I quite like it right? I, I quite like that element That we're seeing more football What we should be seeing mm. There's less time wasting um, In fact it just gets eradicated I don't think it will come into our game I think Really? I think domestically I, I'm sure I read something That the English FA have already said That won't go into their I, Their games I've often wondered right, And this is the sort of boring stuff I wonder about Because on one hand I'm a little bit of a traditionalist Where I think like, You know what football's good And just just leave it alone mm. and it's, it's fine the way it is I have often wondered that if one of the main radical changes that one day maybe miles off is whether they would ever consider more of a, a stopped clock type scenario you know like rugby yeah. or like basketball because if, if you were to really take a step back and step away from what I've just done in terms of being a creature of habit and football's fine the way it is is it not a bit weird that in a league where every team plays 38 games or whatever, some games the ball's in play for yeah. 45 minutes, and in other games the ball's in play for 65 minutes. That surely is a completely different impact on, on football. I just wondered if ever one day they would, they and would I change think, that. Y- y- Not saying y- I would be for it. You hold control over a some teams the way they play like we're just saying, time wasting, mm. managers deciding or is that, or is, or is that just part of it? Then. No, I'd, I'd, like, I would like to see it in our leagues. I really would. What, a I, proper stopped clock, or I, just I, I like sort of... the, I like the idea. Really? I like the stopped clock. Yeah, because mm. you know where you are. There's no, you know, you get to the eight ninth minute. You're waiting for the fourth official to put up the board that says nine, ten, eleven, whatever minutes. At least you know you are playing to ninety minutes. I think it would build a sense. What about of the drama? match day? The match day experience. Mm. Uh, our people here in Scotland are already uh, feeling. Miserable about VAR If you give them a stop clock Into the bargain mm. you, You're going to drive people away Yeah oh, I, Again And Just In the business of, of being balanced though Maybe a, Maybe you're actually getting You're getting more for your money Because you're seeing the ball in play more Yeah You know it's well, the opposite you're, you're not seeing the ball Getting fished off the stand Every two minutes You're not You're not seeing Everything getting run down deliberately You're actually seeing more football And then there'll come the moment When in the 104th minute A goal is scored And they'll say What kind of fo- what, what football But if it's there? a stop clock yeah. It would be 90 minutes the, the the clock would be stopped When that ball goes out of play Or there's time wasting Or there's a foul Or there's somebody rolling about the ground Just get stopped So you know you're playing to 90 That's fair I think Keeps the ball in play yeah, Keeps I'm, the I'm, fans happy I'm with you Mark I'm going to go for that um, option <laughs> we we'll put it in place Yeah, like, yeah. The, the, soggy, the, the soggy junior's dream is, is dying it's not, it's not dying yet Yeah so you, if you get enough time to hang about for a stop clock, you don't fancy it? Uh, no, I'll go with that. I quite like it. Only in the house, or, but... Or at least this middle ground then of just getting the longer additional time you think that's, yes, that's then, a go then I could leave for part but, in the 90th minute. Right, I'll tell you what, let's have a bit of fun with this then, right? See, since be, like it's the World Cup, things are a bit quiet. Let's see how creative we can get. If you could change a rule... About the way football's operated The way it's run Anything at all I, I don't care how outrageous these are Let's just have a bit of fun If you were in charge What would you change? 
And I know some of you don't have a sense of humour when it comes to football. I'm expecting all sorts of sarcastic responses to this, but if we can allow ourselves a little bit of fun, a little bit of creativity to think, right, what would you change? Because think about Anything. it. There, there was a day when you didn't have subs. There was a day when yeah. you didn't have numbers in the back of your shirt. There was a day when you, the goalkeeper could pick the ball up. <laughs> he's, just, he's just rhyming off your <laughs> yeah, ear. Yeah. Why are you looking at me? There was yeah, a, you're continually looking at me. There was a day when you didn't have VAR and all of these things might have seemed outrageous, unthinkable. So if you would change one thing for the benefit of the game... What would it be? And let's see how creative we can get. Maybe you are on board with this longer stoppage time. Maybe you want a stopped clock. Or maybe you've got something completely left field. And to be honest, that's what I'm hoping for. If you were in charge, what rules, regulations, anything else, what would you change about the game? And whilst you get your answers into me at Clyde SSB, let's get a half-time report from Hamilton with Andrew. Yeah, Hamilton won, East Kilbride nil, the half-time score here. And I think the visitors will be disappointed that they're behind in this one because it's been an even game, there's been chances at both ends, but Andy Ryan has the only goal of the first half so far. There were a couple of early chances for Aki's Curtis Lyle making a save from Dario Zanata and a good block stopping Lewis Smith getting a shot on target as well. Hamilton goalkeeper Ryan Fulton then had to get down low at the other end uh, to turn Neil McLaughlin's shot from the edge of the box out for a corner. Fulton also had to tip Bob McHugh's shot over after the former Motherwell man skipped by a couple of challenges in the box. Openings continued at both ends. Lewis Smith heading over at the back post for the Ackies about half an hour in. Dario Zanata then hit the post from a tight angle. Hamilton were getting closer. They then got their goal. Seven minutes before the break, the ball fell to Andy Ryan in the box. He turned and fired it high into the net for the opener. The home side are ahead, but East Kilbride will definitely feel that they're still in with a shout in this game. The half-time score is Hamilton 1, East Kilbride 0. Here we go. The Ackies getting the start they were looking for. Hugh Keevans. Halfway there. And uh, yeah, oh, let me stop you right there. I know you don't mind being interrupted for one of these. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. I guess any team from a lower division beating a higher division side would be a shock, just maybe not drastic. But Airdrie are one up at Dundee. Oh. It's a great low drive from Callum Gallagher. Not that one that comes on after us during midweek shows, it's the other one. And he has scored from the edge of the box to put Airdrie one up at Dens. Well, the Dundee fans who have you know watched some performances that have been terrible this season, uh, but also drove the Rangers fans to boo their team when the Rangers only beat Dundee one 0 at Ibrox. Uh, they will not be taking that well. But uh, Reese McCabe, thirty years old, as uh, Roger Hanna told us, and uh, has great self belief, and he's on the park today, so he can influence matters as a player. That's a, a shocker for Gary Boer. Yeah, by the way, Callum Gallagher last week was it the Airdrie Kitman? No, run out of a, a letter oh, for Did you see this? <laughs> in fact, it was our it colleague was. Andrew McLean put <laughs> it on um, put it on Twitter. They ran out of G's here, <laughs> so they just drew one on. That's good. Yeah, he was Allegor. I can't concentrate fully The Drum Chapel game must be over now, surely. It's twenty one minutes past three. It kicked off at half past one. Mm. Maybe that, that extra Yeah extra minutes They're taking the World Cup To find the ball time. Oh there's another one In the cup That is probably Following league form If you like This certainly wouldn't be a shock Morton won Queen of the South Nil Robbie Muirhead yeah. Dougie Emery Great job there George Bowie The boom boom music It's all working It's all coming together Yep Doing very well Right that, That's out there On, on Twitter Um Clyde won Super Scoreboard We're talking about Added time at the World Cup And so on Stopped clocks Whatever else You know, what, what sort of change Would you make It's just a bit of fun Like we've got a World Cup break So wondering what you would do what, How would you change the game 
anything any suggestions welcome different rule different regulations I mean I did say that Scottish football and it's lack of you know sense of humour with these things um, Frankie says foreign referees not really what we were thinking Frankie we're thinking something a bit more out there not something that we tried before and didn't work do you know what I mean uh, Paul however scrap the offside rule so we get more goals and better atmosphere <laughs> Well, that, just to go right back to the, where you could just start, just like you used to do in the park. Know, well, well, well <laughs> funny, and at my day, right, we had the remember the Driver Cup final, Hugh, when they yeah. had the offside round about the eighteen yard line, yeah, and you could stand right up there. Do you not remember that, lads? They drew the but line right across the park. They drew Seriously? the line, yes, yeah. And I was actually going to mention that, and uh, they experimented with it, the cup, Driver Cup final. And so you could only be offside after a certain point. Point, yeah. right? But you were well up the pitch, so it stretched okay. the full game. I was going to say that would make the middle of the park, yeah, much more interesting mm-hmm. and probably. So why didn't it work then? Why have they not uh, gone for it? Um, I, I don't know, Gordon. I've no idea. You can only ask the Beebs uh, to explain that situation to you. But the, the I don't know the Beebs. I think he meant Beaks. <laughs> but he's tried to he tried to avoid that word because it brings back bad memories. For I did. I sort of got mid sense. Um, um, I'm not going down that. I've opened a can of worms for myself right there, man. I mean, wow. Roger, Roger Hanna. Oh, do you know what? I knew. It's funny this because we've had one of the replies on Twitter already is from Buffalo Alberts who says we need to stop Americanizing the game. And Roger Hannock, you know, he's a big NFL fan, isn't yeah. he? Mm. His suggestion is three timeouts per manager per game. He mm. says, you know what? I was in the forefront of my mind that a timeout, time not out. three timeouts, no. but a timeout. Oh. And a winter day, and you're sitting there and you're frozen and you're getting. You've time got out. what is a timeout? How long do you get? Don't really know, but say you get two oh, minutes. Full time. <laughs> Drum Chapel United one FC Edinburgh nil. They'll be dancing on uh, Kinfon's Drive. Kinfon's Drive. I knew there was a, <laughs> there was a street name in there somewhere. <laughs> that is an outstanding result. Yeah. Let's not forget that Drum Chapel United, West of Scotland League, beating FC Edinburgh. Well established. Well up. Our SPFL. Uh, pyramid and they've been knocked out by Drumchapel United I think Drumchapel United are actually one of the few teams this is their first ever season in, yep. in the Scottish Cup I don't even think they've got like the full Scottish FA licensing requirements no, they, they, they had to start right at the very 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 start there were some teams that were eligible for a buy in the preliminary round they weren't they had to go straight into that and work their way and they've just beaten FC Edinburgh to go in to round four of the Scottish Cup that's well, fantastic I'm going up the drum on Tuesday to see my brother he still lives there so well, we'll, we'll still they... be celebrating yeah mm. yeah. Well, uh, amazing I ask you where they would usually play the game and the story was uh, the, they're Donald changing, Jewell's sports yeah, centre isn't it yeah they're, they're changing the, the pitch they're, they're putting down a new plastic pitch but the dream is still there. Fourth round, Drumchapel United will play, and then everyone will hold their breath to see if it's Celtic or Rangers. So, well done, the drum. Well done. I'll tell you what. And I just our listeners never disappoint. That's what I love about Saturdays. We just you know like to get you involved. Your suggestions are much better than ours. So we did ask you on Twitter. Uh, what new rules would you introduce to football? What changes to the regulations would you make just to spice things up and, and take things forward? And even if it is a bit of fun, even if it's something you think is unrealistic, Charlie, just quite simple. Whoever wins the penalty has to take it. <laughs> oh, I like that. Uh, that adds something. Yeah, no, really. Like if somebody's that. lined in and yeah, he's done his ankle, if I'm not fit. injured, if I'm fit. <laughs> your team oh, doesn't I matter. Like if you're I like that. I like that. 
Well, if it's Giacomacus, you know the outcome. <laughs> well, it depends <laughs> if it's against Livingston or not. Of course, that's like where he has his, his major uh, blank by the looks of it. Um, Different yeah. colour card to sit in between yellow and red, maybe? Orange, then. Oh, An orange card or a sin traffic light. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, the traffic ah. light system. He's, he's came up with a system. You know, yeah. just the, there is some decisions that you think... Sort of sin bin scenario. Sin bin, maybe, yeah. yeah. Doesn't deserve to be sent off, but could be doing with a cu- cooling down for cooling 10 minutes. Down, would, yeah, it be, yeah. would it be too harsh to ban Dave Galloway from McDonald's? That, that, that. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like McDonald's, yeah, that's the thing. Dave, oh, Dave's, wimpy. Dave's a wimpy man. Dave says, introduce the stop clock, book time-wasting properly and not in the way it's done in Scotland. Motherwell time-wasted 40 minutes in one game and received yellow card, zero yellow cards for it. That sounds a bit bitter, that Dave. Time, to be honest, time wasted forty minutes. No, I think the bot. Yeah, that's the thing. They didn't time waste forty minutes in the traditional sense. It's more like that's the ball and play time. But right. to be fair to Dave, and I'm being sarcastic because of the Motherwell thing. But th- that is what you would be looking to fix, basically, or, or, or boost. Would be you know the ball and play time if you had that sort of stop clock scenario. No. I mean, yeah. I, again, I, I get that a lot of this does carry these tones of thinking that we get everything wrong. And Dave says, book time wasting properly and not in the way it's done in Scotland. But prior to this World Cup, I, I don't think we see this level of attention paid to adding on additional time anywhere. No. You know, they're doing it at this World Cup, but I don't, it's not like I see it in every other league, but somehow yeah. Scotland gets this wrong. Yeah. What about when you're talking about Americanising things? What about like a basketball? You get a certain time we need to, to use get your an hands effort. And- <laughs> no, to, to and get to the goal. goal. No, nah, yeah. I think they're taking this too far. <laughs> no no, no, listen, po- no points the, for a draw. On the scoreboard, no points for a draw. Any draw. Any draw. I know what you're going to come out with. Well, what happens if a small team goes away? But no, it's no, all about what I was going to say. attacking football. What I was going to say is maybe for a nil-nil draw. No. Ah, well, it gives the fans goals. But you could have a sensational nil-nil draw with two goalkeepers. Sorry, I thought he was going to nail me there. So I had to get (laughs) you went in the defensive, didn't you? Right away. (laughs) But sometimes (laughs) is there not such a thing as a good nil-nil draw? Ah, very seldom. Very sophisticated defence. Exactly. That was the best nil-nil draw I've ever seen. Imagine we didn't get a point for that. Ah, no, no, because we look at this World Cup. Tell me a good nil-nil. None yet. Mm. Um, I mean I must admit right. Some of these are I think we're getting close With some of them Look, They're bound to do something With time For looking at the World Cup yeah. Whether it is that Whether we ever get to Full stop clock or not um, Andrew McLean Our colleague says Each player fitted With electric shock pads And 11 fans From the opposition team Assigned to one player each <laughs> To get one opportunity To shock them In the back <laughs> So <laughs> this guy What does he do With his weekends By the way I'll leave him I'll, I'll leave him in charge Of the show For one, one night <laughs> And he wants to be electric That's a troubling A troubling mindset oh. That's someone Who has weird uh, dreams Andrew McLean Defend yourself Oh, imagine it! One on one with a goalkeeper, your team are one 0 up, and the opposition are going through one on like on goal. You've got the chance. The strikers throw on goal. You just get a chance to shock him, and he goes down. It's great. I love it. It's just I was going for as ridiculous as possible. That's true. I did ask you, for ridiculous. You do know. You do know. You can go to prison for that kind of thing. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think we'll leave that one in the undecided folder. Um, I don't know if we might need to to work on that one uh, going forward. But a good response to this. On Twitter, I must admit. Sean White says, bring back the old MLS-style penalty shootouts. Running up for the halfway, halfway line. I don't think, was it actually the halfway line? I think it was like midway into the half. 
And they had to run towards the goal They had X amount of seconds to score And the goalie would run out And try and charge them down That's exciting I like that I I remember when I was a kid And uh, I went I was at Dundee United So what would have been 13, 14 We went up to a game at Dens Park At half time Three has got wheeled on to do that in front he used of the to crowd. Do it at Hamden, I remember it in finals. See the stuff. pressure. Yeah. Only as a young kid doing that, and all the crowd, Dundee fans obviously want you to miss. <laughs> Where would, would, would you have went round the goalkeeper or hit it early? No, I had it early. Did you, did you I, score? I scored. Uh, I did. Scored. I think what we'll do right is we'll keep collecting <laughs> these suggestions, and you, you lot can vote for your favourite suggestion later on. It's on the penalty theme then. See, mine are a bit more boring. Mine are just like kind of close to what happens now, just with a slight tweak. But maybe that makes them more realistic. What about no rebounds from a penalty? You get a penalty. If you score, you score. If you miss, ball goes dead and you start again. Then you don't need to worry about encroachment and all that stuff. And and looking as a player got his one stud hanging into the edge of the eighteen yard box. It should be a, an advantage enough to have a penalty. A shot for the twelve yards, shouldn't it? Yeah. Or is it exciting when the rebound comes out and you see a But we watched the Saudi Arabia <laughs> game, by the way, what a save it was. All of these ideas the you're going to bring the country into civil unrest if you don't stop this. No, it doesn't it's good it's good to get creative, Hugh, as I said. Imagine when you had started out, I said, Well what one day, Hugh, you'll be able to Pass it. You won't be able to pass it back to the keeper. You won't be. You won't be allowed to pick it up. That's okay. But the game has to evolve. And if that is due to electric shock collars, then so be it. I never thought we'd be discussing. When did that rule come in? You can't pick up the goalkeeper. I'm. I'm wonder if I ever played in that nineties. Did I play? You must have. You must. Of course. uh, I'm going to say ninety. Nineteen. Ninety-two. I think Uh, around then. That would be my guess. Where where is Darvel? Darnold's Ayrshire. Ayrshire. Lovely. Ayrshire. By the way, best dressing rooms in Ayrshire. They're giving it a right go. 2-1 up at Wintrose. They were 2-0 up, I think, were they? No, 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 they got pegged back, sorry. Yeah, 2-1. Darvel are 2-1 up they're at Wintrose. Yeah, you yeah, should yeah. see their dressing rooms are sensational. Elgin City 2, Hill of Beath Hawthorne. Jason Dare's got some work to do. Ooh. And Inverness have just equalised. Sterling Albion were in front, thanks to Dale Carrick. Uh, but Wallace Duffy has pulled one back there. So goals are going in. In the Scottish Cup Right I'm going to get back to this I'm going to need to give it a break Because it's so busy on that front Can you keep your suggestions coming in What rule What regulation Would you change about Scottish football For the betterment of the game Even if it's just for a bit of fun We're trying not to take ourselves so seriously I mean I'm looking at the Twitter replies And some of you are struggling with that notion But that's fine Um, (laughs) Andrew McLean is going to come up with Custodial sentences next If you miss a penalty Patrick McCafferty in each half Have a five minute period Where any goals scored during that time count double What? Why? <laughs> I'm going to need more Patrick What just like a big klaxon goes off uh, What was it? Remember the throw. Was it the old Budweiser advert Other alcoholic drinks are available It was like added time multi-ball And they like, It was just a joke that, And they put like 20 balls If no one scores Then never ah, mind, right. wasted sure, a new I'm time. waiting for Roger Hanna's Half time report Now that you've told me He's a big NFL fan oh, and uh, I'm, I'm waiting NFL for geek I think is the phrase Aired rehab the football <laughs> In the <laughs> zone <laughs> You remind us of your teaser Because I We've think got it. Well I don't think Any of the listeners Have got all of them correct Dazzler, Dazzler and uh, Mark Have done really well On it so far Okay Name the last seven Scotsmen who have permanently managed a team in the English Premier League and have also only managed non-old firm teams in Scotland at any point in their career. The most common wrong oh, answer no. by a male. This is yours. Derek, Mark Tiernan, mm. Catherine, 
and many, many others, George Burley is incorrect. Add us to that list. We've taken that off. I'll tell you why. He's eighth. It's the last seven, you know, in the oh, time order. Oh, yeah. So he's eighth. So he ticks all the boxes, but he's not within the uh, apart from the yeah. main one. He's not in the last seven. So uh, keep your answers coming in. There, I'll do some more wrong ones for. Is there still no one on the podium? I think us. I think we're there. But that should help you, folks, right? So there's no George Burley. So get rid of him. And it's it's the other seven. Lots of you are coming up. G H Ray thinks that Gordon McQueen might be one. Hugh. No. He thinks Joe Jordan might be one. No. Got a major problem with G H Ray's nationality series. Gone. Roberto McMartinez, who did play for Motherwell, of course. But no, he's not one. K P Jer's given it a good go, but he's also thrown in. Billy McKinley nope. he's gone George Burley as well he's gone Graham Alexander former Motherwell no. manager um, and I think actually Mark Wilson Gordon DL do have them all by yes. the look of your paper yeah, yeah, yeah. yes well fist done pump. yes yeah. that's just offered me a fist pump there you're on, you're on the page I'm comfortable you're first you're first yeah okay that's good so, work for us that was a team effort Well, I got three you um, got four so some of you are really close like, mu- like Music Mav for instance you've oh. You've not got George, George Burley's not in it, and neither's Owen Coyle because he played once for Republic of Ireland. But you've got the other five, so you're not too far away. G Mac as well must be pretty close. Darvel are going to join Drum Chapel on the podium today. The three one up now at Montrose. Brilliant. Uh, David Moyes wouldn't be on it because he's not managed in any Scottish team at all. No, nope. uh, Mac So you need to get thinking cap back on there at Clyde SSB. Uh, did someone just mention Darvel? Yeah, Darvel yeah. three one. Is up, Darren yeah. Henderson still the manager of Darvel? Is it Darvel? He's the manager. No, no, Mc- it's Harrowford. Didn't it? Sorry, Mc- is it Mc Kennedy the Darvel Mc manager? Kennedy, I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, three one up. Darvel up and throws Ross Caldwell on thirty three minutes. A great game actually. Treated to four goals early on. You don't need your electric shock collar or your no. added time multi-ball to, to liven that one up. So that's good. That's good to know. Uh, that one's surviving just fine without us changing any of the rules. Is Andrew thinking of introducing landmines in the penalty area? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see one from... Th- this actually caught my eye a couple of weeks ago. And in the back of my head, maybe that's what inspired me this afternoon. Because I thought... This was because he's a, an authority Gerard Piquet Did you see what he came out with a couple of weeks ago? No I'm going to have to remember it word for word Which is awkward um, It was something along the lines of That penalties is too cruel It's just too cruel a way <laughs> to, to, to decide you know, a World Cup or a Champions League or whatever it's, it's just not right So you get to a point in extra time And then at five minute intervals or so, something One player from each team gets removed so eventually you're playing seven aside on the 11 aside pitch and you still need to score and win conventionally but you're not going to that so-called lottery of a penalty but the space opens up a little bit and eventually you get a winner. And, uh, and what, get, if you don't, what, what, what if the players just keep going and going and going? No. Well, you're not, it's not, you're not, 1v1 in a five minutes in, long, long shooty. Take, <laughs> take, take the goalies off. Take the goalies off, yeah. Backy only. Back you only Gerard Piquet should just get, Stick to his retirement right. And all his Champions Leagues and in the I, don't, I don't think that's That outrageous hmm. I think we should I get him a seat Next to Andrew McLean 7v7 after just playing 120 mm. minutes yeah, But it's not going to last very long right. But that's the point then It's not going to last very long at that players, players complain already That they're playing too many uh-huh. games and It's not going to last very long oh, 
penalties. No, penalties you're not for is it. better than that. No, is I, it better I, drama in the listen, penalties? No, I do agree that I think it's very unfair. The guys going up there with the pressure, one penalty kick, really could ruin your career. We still talk about guys like Pierce and Waddle down in England missing the, the penalty kicks, you know. So I just think that there's a, a, another way, but I don't know. So you and Gerard Piquet are teaming uh, up yeah, on that I, th- I think we could tweak it, me and Gerardo. Okay. I think we could tweak it if we get our heads together. <laughs> One unlikely duel. Don't that think he would like that. Pierce and Model getting the heads together. They did all right out of those missed penalty, didn't they? Did dad bear for pizza? That was Gareth Southgate With a bag over his head Rangers 2 Dunny Pace nil. Jerry McDonough And there has been A red card Two red cards What? Two red cards At Partick Thistle Against Kelty Joe Cardell And Ross Doherty Both very harsh Says David Friel Now there's been a bit of a bust up He says Stevie Lawless Was involved uh, As well so if this all down to nine men, both no, sorry, both no, down Cardo's, to ten. Yeah, yeah, Cardo's sorry, I'm forgetting. Yeah, it must yeah, have been yeah, a bust yeah. up there. He Joe Cardo's brother's a professional boxer, so he passed down some tips. I'm forgetting is the ex Partick Thistle. He's confused mm. me there. Yeah, Ross Doherty of Thistle, Joe Cardo of Kelty, both sent off, both very harsh, according to David Field, and down to ten men. Well. This is something that you've been advocating. Take players off. Yeah, why not? That's ten aside. Yeah, now. I know we've not seen it, and David might tell us, tell us differently. But that that screams like there's been a coming together, maybe a foul. There's been a bust up, and that would be the perfect moment to say, "Look, cooling off period, five oh. minutes. Go and sit in the side and come back on." Unless the two of them are swinging punches at each other, then slightly so you different. Want the sin bin brought the sin bin. The sin bin. You like the sin bin? Oh. Aye, fans want to see players 11 players on the pitch I do agree I By think the way Ewan McMillan's obviously This was before we suggested it as well Through Gerard Piquet No draws After 90 minutes If it's still a draw Every player from each team is removed Every minute A player from each team is removed Until a goal goes in uh, And Stephen CW has clearly thought about this Because these are quite sensible And see you lot saying Maybe refs should apply the rules properly I see But honestly We're just not being that serious We're just having a bit of fun Lighten up Stephen CW says Accidental handball In the free kick In the box Is an indirect free kick Yeah Quite like By that way, you know, I do like Indirect free look kicks Look at the drama we've had mm. Guys don't even know the ball's hitting their hand And they're getting a penalty against them No subs allowed In injury time So it'll be another one For sort of managing the, the clock 90 minutes And well here we are then This is Similar to how we started 90 minutes has changed To 70 minutes but the clock has stopped every time the ball is dead yeah. and out of place. 60 minutes, 30 30. And Stephen's last suggestion, Stephen's far too sensible for us. There is no shock collar in sight. Uh, the full body needs to be offside, to be offside. I like that. I mean, yeah. the, the, the offside decision now is getting. Well, it was Argentina, wasn't it? You saw that the shoulder, because I get that the thought process you can score with your shoulder, but the shoulder's off. And because of the way that the player was leaning, his feet were like a good bit onside. We're not yeah. talking, his feet were, were miles back, but the shoulder was off. So there might be something in those. Yeah. Stephen's your type of man, isn't I'm he? Having More that sensible. One. I'm having that one. The indirect yeah. free kick for me is the best one so far. I think that would, that's good. And it still creates drama in the box. I love seeing indirect free kicks in the box where mm. you've got a defensive wall all lined up on the line and then it's touched to the side. Very rarely goes in, but you still get a good opportunity. Free shot and goal from... 10 yards up Right remember You two are going to have to You lot You three sir are going to have to vote On what's the best 
mm. suggestion by the end of the show. Mm. Uh, something that we can take to IFAB and, and <laughs> lobby them to change. Um, I thought you were going to say take it to IKEA. It's all kicking <laughs> off at Thistle. So now Brian Graham and Tam aware of Clash. They're getting a lecture and a yellow. But weirdly, when Joe Cardell and Ross Doherty have been sent off, they're both walking off together, almost like bemused. They just, like they, there was a coming together, but neither of them think they've done anything near enough to be sent off. So mm. both teams down to ten in that one. Inverness two, Sterling one. Turn around there, Max Ram. Producer Callum, still no one else apart from Mark Wilson and Gordon Deal have got this teaser. You're yeah. going to need to extend it. I'll extend it what to during nothing. I'll extend it to during <laughs> the break. Right. Remind us of the question, and I'm going to need to give clues. Then listen carefully. Name the last seven Scotsmen who have permanently managed a team in the English Premier League, and have also only managed non-old firm teams in Scotland at any point in their career. Right, Jim Jeffries is not on it either. Not on it. He's too no. far back to be oh. in the last seven. So nah. here is you, here are your clues. There is. One who is still managing in the Scottish Premiership. There is another who has a certain other high-profile Scottish football managerial post. There is one who is an absolute legend of the game. The legend of the game, you could say. There is another who perhaps used to manage a team in the South Lanarkshire area since has gone down south. Mm-hmm. There's a Mark Wilson, producer Callum Dundee United connection yes. there with another one. There's even one that's an old pal of Gordon DL's mm-hmm. And the last one once won a Champions League for a German oh, team I mean, oh, They can't oh, keep up with that one. They just can't keep up I mean, he does We're streets ahead of these you Read the second half teaser out. I'm fed up waiting about <laughs> At Clyde SSB uh, There we are, the journey hasn't got in the way um, Falkirk are 1-0 up at Wick Academy Just before the break Dunfermline are absolutely cruising against Forfer Again, you know, that, that replicates that uh, replicates league form Joshua Edwards I've just looked up where FC Edinburgh stand at the moment they're third well you'd say joint second top of league one yeah and they've been knocked out by Drumchapel that's what I said I know everyone's not well, loads of people are by the way so I don't mean to sound patronising but people maybe think everything below the SPFL sort of you know merges into one but it's worth bearing in mind sitting below that you've got Lowland and Highland League which are sort of seen as being equals and you can argue that amongst yourselves because they play off against each other uh-huh. for the chance to come up and then below that is when you get your west of Scotland's your east of Scotland's so that's where Dumbarton are yeah. uh, Drumchapel are not yet in the Lowland League even yeah. and to knock out a team doing well in League One it's astonishing it is, it's fantastic right we've got one of these just before the break Goal Flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements And it's an equaliser for Dundee It's a cross from the left Zach Rudden went up with the keeper And Dean Linus then dropped the ball For Paul McMullen to provide the simple finish um, Into the back of the net So we are level there uh, In that one Andrew McLean's pointing out as well He's right west of Scotland From Chapel of the second tier of that So it's like the seventh tier of yeah. football all in So uh, Quite something yeah. Quite something That game at Dens was always going to be like that I felt oh. tight Very tight I think Dundee will end up edging it though In the second half oh, Big call from Mark there um, Yeah really? I thought we'd have got more goals This afternoon so far I've got to say Well Darville are doing the best 3-1 yeah. up at Montrose Yeah absolutely Let's see if we get any more Before the break We're still looking for your suggestions Things you would change uh, About football Things you would tweak Just having a bit of fun really On the back of The fact the World Cup's been you know Extending the clock Quite drastically do we ever get to a stop clock type scenario? Do you want sin bins? Do you want managerial timeouts? Stop clock approach? Orange cards? What else have we had? We've had some truly spectacular ones that are 
very out there But that's okay I don't mind that <laughs> Andrew McLean should get it For being <laughs> Yeah Yeah literally Yeah For being the sadest of the day Any goalie Says Mitchell Anderson Any defender Can handle the ball Inside the six yard box Back he <laughs> can save I like that As your old days <laughs> Uh, Last man back He can save Living guys out Running about with their gloves on aye, No go- or aye, no goalies No just, goalies Backy only You've just Taken out a full Full uh, position a there kick in Guys from the that have made in. their career And you've Wiped them out Kick in from the throw And you can kick it into the box From the Shiley Pat- Patrick O'Hagan says Hits it gets it Cost of living crisis Saves money on lost footballs mm. So if you put it out of the stadium The number nine has to <laughs> go, go <laughs> Studs on Clunking down the, the pavement away to, I quite like that That might be my favourite Patrick uh, It's half time at Dens Park Luckily we can talk about actual real football Not the hypothetical stuff with Roger Yeah and luckily for Dundee The level just before the break Dundee won Airdrie won And there's a palpable sense of relief On all four sides of Dens Park because for a lot of this first half it looked as if the Diamonds might be coming up here for a Scottish Cup upset they threatened inside two minutes a fine strike by Justin Devaney from the edge of the box and it acquired a good save by a Dundee goalkeeper Ian Lawler Dundee took time to settle Dean Wyneth had to push away a free kick from Paul McMullen and a great cross into the box from the on-loan Rangers midfielder Ben Williams who needed a very good clearance by Ewan Devaney but then suddenly Airdrie took the lead 21 minutes the ball worked to Callum Gallagher on the edge of the box the former Rangers striker slammed it low into the bottom corner just inside the post giving Lawler no chance Dundee really needed to up their game in 23 minutes a spectacular effort but Zach Rodden required a spectacular save by Linus to tip it away from just underneath the bar Cammy Kerr he had a low drive across the face of goal in 27 minutes and then in 31 Rodden teed up Max Anderson in the box but it was a weak shot and easily held by Linus Max Anderson next to threaten again in 43 minutes this time flashing a shot over the top from Paul McMullen's corner and just when it looked as if Airdrie might hold on to their lead until half time there was an equaliser just moments before the whistle Cammy Kerr making progress down the left ball into the box goalkeeper Linus went up along with Zach Rodney spilled the ball it fell for Paul McMullen and last week's match winner against Hamilton kept his composure took a touch and slammed it into the back of the net half time at 10 Dundee 1 Airdrie 1 good game Roger Hanna what about David Friel at Firhill for Partick Thistle against Kelty Hearts Half time, Gordon Partick won Kelty nil. Crazy game. The first thing I want to say is why can't everyone be friends? We've got protests off the pitch at Firhill, we've got bus stops on it. Both teams are now down to 10 men. Brian's goal, Brian Graham's goal separates the sides, but it all kicked off in 38 minutes when Thistle's Stephen Wallace clashed with Kelty's Joe Cardo. Partick captain Ross Docherty didn't really need to get involved, but he did. He had a spat with Joe Cardo, who was on the ground. There were suggestions there might have been a stamp and then a reaction from Cardo. I wasn't so sure. And both teams were absolutely stunned when referee Craig Napier ran over and sent them both off. They even walked down the touchline together. They both looked bemused. But the referee obviously thought they deserved the reds. Brian Graham then had a coming together just after that with Tam aware before the break. And he was potentially lucky to avoid a red card. So it's getting a bit feisty here in terms of football. We wonder if those fan protests would affect this. But the answer is no so far. They started really well, forced a couple of corners and the first goal came from one of them in eight minutes. Cole McKinnon's delivery was flicked on and Brian Graham finished off from close range. This was loads of the ball after that, but they were struggling to create clear chances. Harry Millen's been excellent on the left-hand side, but his final ball has let him down far too often. Kelly do have a lot of talent in the pitch, as I said. Jimmy Bird Jonas should have done better when the ball fell to him inside the box. Alfredo Aggieman was then released over the top in 23 minutes and he had the pace to get away from the Thistle defence, but the striker's finish was absolutely woeful and Jamie Snedden made an easy save. After that, it was a bit scrappy. We had the red cards 
you do wonder if there will be more fireworks after the break as well as after the way that period finished half time party one Kilty nil so that's the way it sits in our feature matches of course it's a bit of a staggered kick off schedule today because Hamilton East Kilbride uh, kicked off at half two so the second half is underway there Hamilton Ackies do still lead and we will keep you up to speed with that one I'll do a full round up of the scores and there is still one place left on the podium so go on Hugh one more read of the question can you name the last seven Scotsmen who have permanently managed a team in the English Premier League and have also only managed non-old firm teams in Scotland at any point in their career? Give you the answers and the winners next. The fastest goals. The experts' opinions. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Right, let's do a roundup of the half-time scores in the Scottish Cup. We'll start with a full-time score, actually, and what a result it was. We could make history on here as well, maybe, when the open line is upon us. Any Durham Chapel United fans want to phone in? Because what a famous result. They've finished there 1-0 against FC Edinburgh, and they're through uh, to the next round of the Scottish Cup. Now, Hamilton Ackies won East Kilbride 0. That one's into the second half. And at the break, as follows... I don't think I'll read them all, because there's so many, but maybe... Some interesting ones for you. Local team to us, Albion Rovers nil, University of Stirling nil, Dundee one, Airdrie one, uh, big score line, Dunfermline three, Forfar nil. Uh, what else have we got coming in? Montrose one, Darvel three. That's quite an interesting score line as well. Morton one, Queen of the South one, Partick Thistle one, uh, Kelty Hearts nil, Peterhead nil, Queen's Park one, Wraith nil, Auchinleck nil, Wick Academy nil, Falkirk one, Clyde Dumbarton is a 7.45 kick-off. There is still one place left on the podium, so I will put you out of your misery. Let's remind ourselves of that first-half teaser. The first-half teaser. With the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. For the best football news and opinion online. Incredible scenes on the the first half teaser, by the way, because actually, do you know Mark Wilson and Gordon Biel? You were top of the podium. It was like Thank no you. one else. No surprise. Competed with you. Uh, it's and there's still an empty space as well. But we've given it as long as we possibly can. Hugh Kevens, what is the question? Name the last seven Scotsmen who have permanently managed a team in the English Premier League, and have also only managed non-old firm teams in Scotland at any point in their career. They are. Paul Lambert uh-huh. Alec Neal mm-hmm. Malky Mackay Steve Clark Sir Alex Ferguson Billy Davies And Paul Loggy Sturrock Well done yes. Well done Mark Wilson Gordondale You got them all right You were the fastest The only other person on the podium Was Greg's Gardens Well done to you Greg's uh, We couldn't even get anyone else on there So hopefully We've got uh, better luck on the second half teaser And we do have one of these Flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. No suspense because it's half time in the three o'clock games, so you know it must be the other one, and it's Hamilton Ackies. Doesn't look like there's going to be a shock there. 2 uh, 0 up now against East Kilbride. Andy Ryan with his second, a nice finish after collecting the through ball. And it looks like that might be that. Hamilton 2 East Kilbride 0. Well, well done, John Rankin. He went into the game under pressure, bottom of the championship. People looking at that match as the one that would provide a shock, and it wasn't. <laughs> uh, so, well, it still got time to play, of course, but 2 0 is 
putting the match beyond East Kilbride. Okay, we'll get the second halves of the three o'clock games next.